millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I feel much older this week, Connor. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> you probably noticed by the headline, but this week is going to be a bit of a special episode. That one of our episodes where we just do a full movie review. I will say there's going to be spoilers. There's yeah. not a spoiler free movie review. Um, but, but look, yeah, this we, is, we haven't got to do this in a while. Um, sometimes we try and do like a, a half non spoilery review, it's never as fun. Um, and we figure this is a movie that's technically come out twice. So. Yeah. We might as well just do full spoilers straight out of the gate. I think people are going to know that the Justice League guys, they win. What? Did we watch different <laughs> movies? Because... <laughs> so, there's been there's a bit of hullabaloo, Sean, over the last two years. And especially on movie news that we've covered all the time. In that Zack Snyder's Justice League, this started off as a Twitter movement. And then transformed into a full-blown, get-this-fucking-done, dickheads kind of movement. And so, Joss Whedon... Now, if anyone's know the story, we are going to be doing a full review here today for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. And I think it's important to start off with the last Justice League, Sean, because this is, movie has already come out. Indeed and, it has. It came out once um, before, and now it's been re-released. But bigger. And the story... The story of that was that Zack Snyder was involved in the production, filmed about, I, I don't know how what percentage he filmed, but he he filmed for a, a good while, and then a tragedy happened in his personal life, and he had to step away. Yeah. And in his place, they brought in Joss Whedon, who finished the movie off, and then we've seen now what Zack Snyder was going to do, because Zack Snyder always said, my movie was different. Cause yeah, it was this wasn't his vision. It was not met with much fanfare. Seen as though Justice League made less money than all the other DC movies, which makes no sense because you do all the other movies to lead to the Justice League movie. All the other movies are basically trailers for the Justice League big team-up movie where you have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, and others. 
Uh, it would be like if Tour the Dark World made more money than Avengers Age of Ultron. That is almost exactly what it would be like. Um, <laughs> and so the movie came out. It wasn't the the thing that Zack Snyder had in his mind. He very publicly said that he wanted to do his own cut of this movie. Um, and it was this movement of people trying to get it released. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Um, and that went on for two or three years. Um, and then kind of right about the start of The Global Bastard, um, it was fully announced that, no, this movie is coming out. Zack Snyder is going to be working on it. And Warner Brothers are actually pumping a bunch of millions of dollars into it. $70 million worth of reshoots. Or oh, extra boys. shoots, I should say. Not reshoots, because it's just the movie he already shot. But then uh, it said that he did not use one Joss Whedon shot uh, footage in this film. Everything yes. here is his his shots. Every yeah, it's either originally what he shot, you know, back in two thousand seventeen or whenever it was, mm. or it's stuff that it's pickups that he got because um, it's shots that he needed to flesh out the story. But they're all his. Is the idea of it? Now we are in an interesting spot here, Sean, because normally over in the Lazarus Pit, over at our Patreon, where we do movie reviews and st- that kind of stuff, um, yeah. we go scene by scene. Yes. And we break down the movie and we, we work out where some scenes are better than others and maybe this scene, very small, but kind of ha- might have knock-on effects later on in the film. This movie is four hours long, Sean. So I do have notes. And yes. we are going to go through the film. But, but for, <laughs> forgive us if we do not cover every scene in great detail, because once again, it's four hours long. <laughs> there is four hours of content here. Um, I watched the whole four hour thing in one block. Madness. Uh, absolute <laughs> madness. madness. Uh, my girlfriend has to watch it with me, and she had oh, not no. seen the original Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's kind of better. It's kind of an interesting study, and we'll get into that a little bit. Okay. Uh, but I just want to... You watched it in segments, isn't that it? I watched two hours and two hours. So I watched two hours and then I went, that's enough for today, I have other things to do. Yes, and so where would you like to start in the Snyder Cut review, Connor? Um, I mean, I think the only place we can start is the beginning, Sean. And oh, that very is, good. Um, it oh. is... It does start at a... What did you think of the aspect ratio, by the way? This has been a major thing. Yeah, so people that don't know, this movie is in like 4 by 3 IMAX ratio. Yeah. Um, I really don't like it. I don't don't think it adds to the film. I actually think it detracts from it. I think I'm not smart enough to really have an opinion. I was just like, okay, fine. For the first 10 minutes, I was like, that's weird. And then I just, you kind of, your brain just gets used to it. It does, um, but there were bits in the film where I'm like, this would look really good in widescreen. Okay, um, okay. And also, I don't mean to brag, Connor. I'm doing all right. I have a decent sized telly. All right? <laughs> I'm and going around watching it on my iPad. <laughs> you, you have it on an iPod Nano, is what you're watching it on. Is that not what you were meant to watch it on? No, you're thinking of Avatar, Connor. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, but so, yeah, I just, but it's, go on. I was just going to say, like, it's, if you want a cinematic experience at home, why not fit it to the screen that everyone has in their house? No one has a 4x3 screen, realistically. It's a bold strategy, anymore. Cotton. 
It's a just bold a, strategy. Maybe mass appeal might be good, is all I'm saying. <laughs> but, Sean, we're going to start off with where the movie starts is it kind of goes a bit of um, a bit of a highlight reel, a bit of a, a slideshow of what previously happened involving these characters. What happened last time, as you yeah, will, right? Yeah, set to and, the and, tone of Superman screaming a whole bunch. Well, I mean, to be fair, he does die, so he got a whinge about it for a little bit. So we see Superman's death again, which of course happened in Batman vs Superman, and this is basically to tell us that because Superman's dead, the mother boxes, which is what this plot is going to be based on, as with all superhero movies, we're not going to shit on Zack Snyder for doing this. The whole plot of Avengers is you have to get the thing to get the other thing, and to stop that's the thing from happening. To stop the thing from happening. It's every single superhero movie. This is just the thingamajig that they need to get. And there's three of them. Which helps because it's a three-act structure. So <laughs> that's how you structure the film. <laughs> but this is a three-act structure in six parts over four hours. Let's just point that so, shit out. two-act structure. <laughs> um, uh, so the mother boxes wake up. Because the idea is that they don't want to... They're out earth. And mm. uh, they don't activate because Superman is there. And Darkseid's like, I'm willing to take Earth, but I'm not willing to fuck with Superman. Let's leave it. Yeah, so, like, Superman's been active for, if if you want to say his whole life, there's been 33 years of a Superman being on the planet. Mm. Um, I would have went when he was, like, three, though. You yeah. Darkseid would have fucked up three-year-old Superman. Darkseid's, like, hundreds of thousands of years old or something. <laughs> yeah. He can beat a three-year-old. Why didn't you come back to Earth 40 years ago? There was nobody here. There was no one there to help <laughs> at, like, at all. Batman wasn't even active at that time. <laughs> you had Wonder Woman. Okay, that's pretty... Like, she's really strong. But if you could take her when she's in a team in this one, you could definitely take her 40 years ago when she was retired. <laughs> Yeah, so th- this whole idea that like they had to wait for Superman's death, and look, it's 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 interesting that like Superman was like this one being that Darkseid kind of somewhat feared, um, and mm. that's why he held off for so long. That's an interesting conceit. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you dig down into it, but again, this is a comic book movie. Who cares? Uh, who cares? It <laughs> should be who your motto going into this. <laughs> so then Steppenwolf is there. He turns up because the mother boxes are awake. So he's sent to Earth to basically round them up. And once he has them all, he's going to regain favour with his his nephew, uh, Darkseid. Because, and what I t- will say here is Steppenwolf, his look is a million times better. Than so the much better. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of this tr- review will be us making comparisons. And I think you can't do this review without making comparisons, so forgive us if we're just like, that's better than the last one. Yeah, I think that is unavoidable, though, and I think... Mm. Honestly, if I was Zack Snyder, I would want people to be saying that's better than the last time. Yeah, I, actually, to be honest with you, yeah. So, Steppenwolf looks a million times better, and because he looks better and he's not just a big CGI blur on PS2, <laughs> I feel more... Not connected. Connected is the weird, the weird way to say that. But like, you feel like, oh, that's the bad guy. Okay, he's more intimidating because he's real. <laughs> in he, a weird way, he is. He is. Steppenwolf. I'm really conflicted about in this version of the movie because, like you say, he is more interesting at the start because he has he's doing a job in that he's finding the mother boxes, but he also has his own reasons for doing so that he wants to be mm. like back into the fold of the dark side family because he led a coup against Darkseid and yeah, he's still he got, paying for that exactly he got power hungry and he has to 
consume a hundred thousand worlds or something for dark side to regain <laughs> favor fairly standard family dynamic um <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a plot in all in their family <laughs> but i feel like like the first half of this four hour movie steppenwolf is an more interesting villain and then i feel towards the end it does drop off considerably yeah i i, I can see that i think at the start i was much more in and what he was planning. I'm like, it makes sense. He's been sent here. He doesn't even kind of want to be here. But he's like, it'll put me in good favour. I'm going to fucking just round up these boxes. And then I'll be sent back to the fold. And I'll be, I'll be A-OK. We'll be all golden. And <laughs> we'll be all cut. And, and like, the spikes are a little bit ridiculous. I like mm. the way that they kind of... I would have liked, I think, if they were more like armour. But it's cool that it's like his muscles, you can see them through the spikes and they they like flex and move the whole time. And there's this weird purple shimmer to the whole thing, um, mm. which looks very alien, which I think works. Okay, that's it. all positive so all far. All positive Sean. so far, lads. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, then we start off with Batman. He's head, he's uh, setting off. We see him coming over the mountains as the credit roll and he's uh, going to find Aquaman. Yes. And, um, and I actually think, once again, Sean, I think this is way better having this scene here than in the original when it's further on down the line and the first time we see Batman is fighting the parademon and he's just like letting the teeth go. He's like, ah, you scallywag. Ah, you little rogue, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, and this scene, actually, this is where the aspect ratio would come into it is because in IMAX, I'm sure that scene would look class because the whole screen would be white and there would be this one little spot that is Bruce Wayne walking across on his own um but in four by three it's a a big square of white with a little bruce wayne in it and two massive black curtains on the side of it (laughs) yeah but the curtains are just like open slightly so we can see like we're just peeking peeking through (laughs) (laughs) what's going on over there bruce what are you up to um and so he uh yeah he he's setting off to basically get aquaman and um, we see him, he turns up, and one of the guys is like looking at Bruce Wayne Carr, and he's like, Vus Vane, who is this guy? And they're all speaking a different language, which I don't know what the language is. Um, but yeah, it's vaguely like Icelandic, Nordic, Russian, all kind of blended together, yeah. I think. And Arthur Curry is there, and Jason Momoa, and he's looking fantastic, as Jason Momoa tends to do. And Ben Affleck looks really good in this scene. Very Batman as well. Yeah, because um, a lot of the, that original scene in the... Sorry, that scene in the original Court of Justice League, there are some reshoots in that. And you mm. can see like his hair changes between shots and everything. But because it's consistent all the way through, he looks like a good Bruce Wayne in this. And you know what? He doesn't say, I hear you can talk to fish. And yeah. that is amazingly better than when you take that out that is a Joss Whedon add-on because this scene this movie is a lot more serious but also I kind of like how serious it takes itself in a way whereas Joss Whedon tried to do half and a half I I think I would much prefer this one is just like right this is just the way it is and everyone's taking this seriously rather than trying to do quips sometimes yeah this is what this is something we say like we said it about Star Wars and everything like that as well. If you have a, a cohesive vision at the start going in and the movie makes sense in its own universe, that instantly makes it better than something that's trying to be every genre of movie. Yeah, and and in this scene alone, this is the first scene where I was like I you kind of get across Batman's desperation, but he's also cool because he's desperate in this scenario. So like he's like 
we kind of need you. Like, we really badly need you. We're, something bad's going to happen, and you you are ultimately, like, so powerful. But he's also, he's cool in the fact that everything they say back to him, he has an answer, because Batman would. Bruce Wayne is just always knows what they're going to say back. And then even yeah. say, he knows the language that they're speaking. It's a very, um, it's a very Daenerys move, but they're talking yeah. non-stop. And he just then eventually starts speaking in that language, like, I know how to speak this. Because of course he does. He's Batman. Yeah, he, Batman, he wouldn't go to that place, uh, like, and rely on someone else to translate. He would no. have a gadget that does it for him, or he would learn the language himself. And he knows um, that he knows Arthur Curry and what he looks like. He knows Aquaman. He probably knows everything about Aquaman's life going yeah. into the pub. That's the thing. And Aquaman in this scene is a lot meaner. Uh, like he he is like he just wants to be left alone. He's helping these people just c- out of decency. Um, mm-hmm. He like brings them food when the waters freeze over and everything like like that so batman knows like look he's a good dude he has a code somewhere i just need to get him on side and convince him that it's worth uh fighting with me um they do still have the bit though where he announces aquaman announces to the entire town that bruce wayne is batman yeah that's still that's still really dumb that is yeah. still really dumb, regardless of what cut it is. Up until, like, that whole bar scene, I think, is much more improved because you know where both characters are coming from. I mean, like, it said, okay, Aquaman, he's saving this town, but he doesn't want to be bothered. He doesn't give a shit. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to be a superhero. He's just doing his good thing because he can, and he likes these people, and they give him nice things. But other than that, he just doesn't want to be involved. And Batman's like, we need you. I want you to come out of retirement because I think you could really help us. Because yeah, there's some magic. I need a god on side, like. <laughs> yeah, I've already got one, and she's pretty good, but I could do with two. <laughs> the um, the do you think that this film needed the minute and a bit scene of the woman singing after Aquaman goes into the water? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it's Absolutely a weird edition. <laughs> did you know during watching this, because it was four hours, I was kind of like, when there was a scene like that where I was like, really, Zach? Did you couldn't have just taken be? 90 seconds off my watch time. I'm just like, we'll get into it more at the end, I imagine. I, this movie could have comfortably been maybe three hours and I think would be improved for it. Yeah, uh, and, and I think you could put all of the cool things that are all here in there. For the yeah, hours. but there, there's fat to be trimmed. Mm. Um, and so Aquaman is like, fuck off. He doesn't want to be involved whatsoever. And so he goes back into the scene. He's like, Bruce Wayne the Bat. Bruce Wade <laughs> is Batman, everyone. Uh, no, thank you. And so he leaves back into the sea. And we have Alfred and Bruce meeting up. And one thing I will say about this film is I love Alfred and Bruce together in yeah. this movie. The dynamic it's a million is, times better. It's so good because they have more than two scenes together in this. Yeah. Uh, like, they actually have time and you feel that they have this relationship that they've had for 40 years. That they know the and, dynamic. Yeah, and even, say, like, Jeremy Irons, when he when they're walking towards the plane and he's just so Alfred in terms of, like, he's like, could we go get a superhero maybe in, you know, the Caribbean? Maybe yeah. in some sort of lovely island, somewhere warm, just anywhere. Do you have any gods anywhere like that? Just somewhere I can go on a holiday. Yeah, somewhere I don't have to freeze my ass off on a runway waiting for you. And, and I think Bruce is much more likable because of that connection. Because when he's with Alfred, he's still the kid. 
and you become you're more connected to him because Alfred's taking the piss out of him. Basically, that's we're all with Bat with all Batman versions. Yeah, there is a great line that comes up later, which is he like. Yes, I know what line you're talking. Will about. I say it now or will I wait? No, we'll wait. Wait, I, oh, yeah, I wrote okay. that down as well because like yeah. that's a fucking great line. That's fucking class. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, and so then we have Wonder Woman because this movie, as it's four hours long, we have an introduction to everyone. Everyone yes. gets an introduction uh, and a and a big backstory, which is good and. It's good for the movie, but bad for if you're trying to watch it in one sitting. But um, you have Wonder Woman, and she is stopping the same bank robbery that we've seen in the first uh, film. But It's not really a robbery, is... it's more of a terrorist attack on a museum. Sorry, a terrorist attack, yeah. Um, and they all turn up, and um, Bolton from Game of Thrones is there. Yeah, <laughs> Kieran Hines. Yeah, Kieran Hines, and he's, he's like the main bad guy. And we see Wonder Woman, she's standing atop the statue, and she's like, I'm going to bring in some justice here. And so yeah. she pops in and just fucks them all up, Sean. What did you get this scene? Just, like, it, it's, it is a cool scene. It's a cool action scene involving Wonder Woman, which is nice. Um, mm. it, it establishes her powers, which she uses consistently similar, you know, powers, the banging the bracers together and everything like yeah. that. Uses those throughout the rest of the film, which is cool. And that you you get all of that in her introduction. And the lasso of truth. The lasso of truth as well. Um, but as far as why it's happening, I'm not sure. Like, and, and look, this probably goes beyond this movie. But what is the goal of that terrorist organization? <laughs> Just to be terrorists. I to mean, be terrorists. Do you need a goal? I think that their whole thing that they said, like their manifesto, is they want to send humanity back to the dark ages. By blowing up one museum. By blowing up one museum, exactly. And <laughs> the also, crime. The, no, none of the police who are outside know what their manifesto is. <laughs> no. So they were just going to blow up a museum and themselves in it, and that be it. And no one would know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's very non, like, Hans Gruber. At least Hans had a plan. Hans, You've got Hans to get was a it man out. with a plan. <laughs> Hans was a man with a plan. You need to just let people know what the story is before you blow yourself up. I think that's a good point, Sean. Yes, I just, it struck me that I don't, I don't know why these men were Even doing these terrible things. Even writing on an A4 page, I just swing it out the window. Just, just wave it out there. Just straight into paper, the captain's straight face. Straight into the police. They'll know what's the story. But, They'll um, figure it out. But the, no, Wonder Woman is a badass in that scene. She blocks all the bullets from all of the people. I have an issue. Go ahead. She kills those men. Yeah. Like, full on. Like, she's kicking them superpowered into walls. They're just humans. Yeah. They're a bag of bones. <laughs> and they're, all the bones are broken. And my favourite bit is when she blows the dude up. And, yeah. like... She puts the two bands together, blows them up, and we always see his hat floating down <laughs> to the police. And then she turns around to the kids. She's like, you can be whatever you want to be, kids. We're all good. That, yeah, that's a cheesy line. I, <laughs> and I was kind of like, he's dead. <laughs> At least if like there was a scene where like she had him in handcuffs and he was walking out. And she was like, you guys can be whatever you wanted to be. Or she just knocks him out. And he's like yeah. acting all cocky. And she just knocks him out like with one swift like flick. And he's just knocked out. And then he's just on the ground. And then she can turn around and go, hey, all the kids, you can all be whatever you want to be. Be a hero like me. Because all they've seen is this woman turn up and just butcher these men to death. Yeah. Just kill and them all. She's a hero. Also, I don't know why, I fully thought that one kid was going to get shot. And 
Because, no, because, and this is a problem I have with the entire movie. Aside from the big baddie, there is very little, if any, conflict at all between any of the heroes in what they're doing. Mm, So if an innocent got hurt while Wonder Woman was trying to defend them, that's Wonder Woman being like, maybe things would be better if I hadn't been involved. And there's an opportunity for growth and stuff like that. There is, but also I would say keep those stories to your individual movies would be my retort to that. I think it's, if you're a team-up, you're spending, I mean, it's four hours long, but if it was three hours, you'd be spending enough time getting them together that you would only want infighting between themselves. My argument against that would be the Avengers from 2012. Yeah, okay, fair enough. There's that famous scene of they all pick a fight with each other. Because they don't work well as a team straight away. Yeah. No, I, I can see that, yeah. I Maybe not killing a small child. No, no, no. Yeah, maybe l- on a ki- lower level. Kill Sean. an adult. Kill an adult. That's fine. <laughs> just kill someone. I just want someone to die. <laughs> I just want some blood. And I want uh, not a hat floating down to the street. I don't no, want that. I want to see his bones crushed. I want to see his widow. She's at the funeral. He only made one mistake. I don't even know his manifesto myself. <laughs> he never wrote it down. He said he'd figure he it out on the day. He wrote it down. I don't know. Um, so Wonder Woman, uh, she throws the bomb into the air as well. I like that she flies up and throws it. So she watches it explode. That's yeah. quite heroic. Um, then we have Temescara, And they're all just surrounding this mother box that they have. Yeah, and, a crack appeared in it after thousands of years. And a crack has appeared and it's like lighting up and they're like, what the fuck is going on? And they're all ready and this is when Steppenwolf turns up and he pops out and he just starts wrecking shop. Yeah, and I don't I, I don't know how I feel about this entire sequence, the Themyscira mm. stuff. One, it doesn't look very good. Like You don't think so? I don't think so. Like a lot okay. of the like the comping and the the very obvious green screen in some places it doesn't hold up um and it looks really muddy and weird i also think it goes on a bit too long because see i i would agree that it goes on a bit too long but i really like the passing the baton kind of vibe that goes on where they're just like trying to get they're a, playing get keep away. away from him yeah. They're playing keep away. I really like that idea that they're all just like so planned for this. They've planned for this for like hundreds of years that he's turned up and they all know exactly what they have to do. Yeah, and it does show teamwork between uh, the Amazons being like, yeah. oh, we just, we do this in battle and this is our plan. But like tracking the battle um, goes, if, if like it starts in that interior room where the mother box is kept. Um, and the Amazons seem to have a pretty good handle on Steppenwolf in there. Like, they're just piling on him and it's fine. And he's stopped yeah. and they get to run away. Like, I feel if they had maybe five more minutes in that room, they would have been grand. Uh, they seemed like they had it all handled, but then they dealt with themselves, Sean. They, they, they lost faith, exactly. They lost faith. But then the, the fight moves into the fields where they're running and playing keep away. And that's fine. And then Steppenwolf falls off a cliff, which is fine. But then it comes back and they're just running in fields and playing keep away again. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, I think the idea is a Steppenwolf is like he will stop at nothing. Like any other villain would have given up because these guys are like they're so well prepared 
for everything that like they're constantly moving constantly and everyone knows exactly what they're doing but he's like i have to get it i'm stopping at nothing to get this fucking box i get you yeah and like and, and when he does get it there is that sense of oh that like they've failed like that's all they can and do. they're the best we have yeah those are they are like literal immortal gods um mm. like pure warriors and they failed so it does a good job in terms of like story-wise there's your stakes and now they've been raised because mm. the next people are the Atlante- Atlanteans that he's going to go for but you could but as you said you could cut five minutes off it and it would be the same scene yeah they could run just from outside to the fields to the keep away and then be done with it the yeah. whole okay that's in, fair enough yeah but look all in all it, it does the job of setting up like Steppenwolf now has one mother box. He teleports away to vaguely Eastern European place. Vaguely! I want it as vague as possible, like the and, manifestos! <laughs> and this is something as well that crops up in the film is that anytime Steppenwolf achieves anything, he teleports back to like the base, which is like the hub of an RPG, and is just like, yeah, I did this, now I need to go do this. And then the. <laughs> fucking robot man is just like yeah you need to do that or else you won't get to go home Steppenwolf's like I know yeah the yeah, the, 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 yeah the, he's like can I come home now I got one we told you it was three yeah but I got one yeah but we told you to get three fine I'll get the second one yeah, and he goes and gets the second one he's like I have two we told you to get three fine we're looking for it <laughs> we're looking for it like I, I basically have it but can I come home now just a preemptive come home just in case because I know it's coming it, it, look, it's on the way, lads. So I might as well get out of the way quickly. Uh, he just kind of checks in after every bit of success. Yeah, but we have to know what he's thinking. Otherwise, and also, Darkseid is there. And they, they wanted to get the across that like he's groveling at all times. Like, he's so powerful. And then immediately goes back to groveling, I think. Right, okay. All right. I, I won't say I like it, but I'll allow it. Okay, fair enough. Um, and so then we have the intro with uh, Cyborg... And his dad comes in. Yes. And this is just a short intro of, like, we see Cyborg for the first time. Just a quick question, Sean. The CGI on Cyborg, what are your thoughts? Don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it? Okay. Now, now look, it can be well... It's better than it was. (laughs) Better than it was. It is better than it was. But it was terrible. it, It was pure awful. I don't like that, like, faceted, jaggedy Cyborg design. Um, mm. What I will say, it, in this version, it does look more like it's actually in the room. Like, it's not mm. just this weird, crumpled, tinfoil, shiny mess. Um, it has, like, texture and a bit of grunge and grime to it. Um, but I, like, I don't like the cyborg design. And what was pointed out to me while we were watching it was, how long has Cyborg had that body? Because... I think it's a couple of years, right? Years? I got the impression it was months. Right, okay. Maybe I'm wrong then. Because um, okay. I thought on the gra- I thought on the grave that they go to later, it said 2015, he quote-unquote died. And I think this movie is set in 2017. Um. Yeah, maybe. I, I thought... I always got the impression that like he was m- months old in that body. And he was, like, hiding for those months. Because he right. still doesn't understand his powers in this film. That's so I, very I, I true as well. I would wager the fact that, like, he would have practiced at least once flying in those two years. Yeah, okay. Maybe it, the way it is is, like, he was 
on life support for a year and six months or something like that. And Just then, something. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, he's really pissed off for a man who's been back for a few months. <laughs> He's so angry. He's just brooding in the dark, waiting for his dad to come home. But uh, we find out <laughs> later why that is, though. Because this movie yeah. does a better job of telling us... Like, Cyborg oh, is, like, like the centre of this film. Yeah, the Cyborg stuff is way better in this. Like, a million times better. Because he actually gets like character. He's the, like, he gets so much development. And yeah. For, for, yeah, for someone who was just essentially on the poster and in the final fight in the last version And you version can understand why Ray Fisher... Then came out and was like, Joss Whedon is a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And did me really dirty in that <laughs> film. Because he is, every bit of backstory he has gets taken away in the original. Yes. It's like, it, and, and like, and it's brutal, the stuff that's cut. Like, because mm. it's stuff that is pretty key to his character and lets us know Even more about it. Even the end scene. Him. Even the end scene is fucking destroyed. Like. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense, but we have Cyborg going on. He's mad, and then yeah. we have we see Diana. She goes in and goes into the mural or the the hieroglyphics kind of place with all darks. Like she gets the arrow. The yeah. Amazonians uh, send her the arrow, and it's just like we're fucked. <laughs> he yeah. has the box. It's, yeah, she goes in and she looks through the the like paintings on the wall, telling the story of Darkseid, um, and there's actual fear in her face. Which is a very mm. cool scene. And it was definitely cut because they just cut Darkseid out of it the first time around. Yeah, he's, he's only mentioned once in the original movie. He's yeah. not seen or mentioned even twice. Yeah, but like he's much more of a presence in this one. And you get that like he's the one to really properly fear. Because uh, yeah. Wonder Woman fears him. And Wonder Woman is the most powerful being on Earth currently as Superman is not around. Yes. Oh, yeah. We needed. We, in case people didn't know and are just listening to this, Superman's dead, and he's going to be dead <laughs> no, he, forever. He's, he's, he's we, never coming we back. We mentioned at the start. Oh, did we? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fairly forgettable, I would say. <laughs> well, he's dead. Okay. Superman. He's, he's dead as a dodo. He's never coming back. Sean, he's never I just coming said. back. He's gone forever. Henry Cavill's out. We'll never see him yeah. again. And he hates Superman. He's told me that, specifically. Um, and so we have Aquaman. He goes back to Atlantis and he meets Willem Dafoe. Meets Willem who Dafoe. pops up in this. <laughs> it was not in the original. And I'll be honest, don't, I love Willem Dafoe. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it adds a whole lot to this movie, any of the Willem no. Dafoe stuff. I mean, I just, I'm a Willem Dafoe stan. So I yeah. seen him and I was like, I'm all in on Willem. If he's in this and he's playing a weird fish creature with a weird face, that's right up his alley. I don't know if he's like a weird fish creature. I think that's just how Willem Dafoe looks when he's wet. <laughs> no offence, Willem, we love Not, you. None at all. I, I look like a weird fish man if I'm wet too, I'm sure, but I've never been damp in my life. Look the, at this um, backtracking. It's like <laughs> the patron saint of this podcast, Willem Dafoe. Jared Leto is the patron saint of this podcast. Oh, sorry, you're right. Depending he's also on, in this film. He is also in this film. We'll get to that. And look, depending on how the cult goes, I might retract that statement. But <laughs> we get in the Atlantis stuff, we get the return of they just have conversations in big air bubbles underwater. Which in the Aquaman movie, they don't, which still makes no sense. Yeah, it's weird that they went that way for it. And I get mm. Aquaman was produced after Justice League. So maybe that was the change they decided to make. And you can't really go back on it when everything's filmed for Justice League already. I, I suppose, but even just one conversation with James Wan, 
that he could have, you know, let you in on what he was thinking of Here's doing. what I'm planning to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I have this movie coming out next year. You probably, it's got a character in your movie, and this is how we we're going to structure notes. every scene. Just every scene. Because the script has lots of writing in it, and it has lots of dialogue. So every scene, we're going to do this. And as actors like, or Joss Whedon's like, nah, mate. <laughs> Bubbles. <laughs> Big old bubs. <laughs> what the fuck do you know about Aquaman? I'm directing the movie. Yeah, okay. All right. We're all directing a movie, James. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, so, yeah, as you said, Steppenwolf goes back to groveling. And uh, then we have Woodwoman and Batman uh, back at the... It's not the Batcave, it's like a big haggard thing. Yeah. And she breaks in, and they just have a discussion, and they discuss, um, like, going around getting all the other gods, and he's like, uh, oh, Aquaman's... Is he in or out? And he's... Uh, more or less. Uh, so <laughs> Is like, it more, more, or more or less? <laughs> uh, more or less, and so that's that's kind of a fun scene. Uh, you have a weird scene where they both touch the mouse at the same time. That's kind of that's kind of silly because it's never mentioned again. Yeah, never even hinted at. No, and yeah, there's never any like because the whole thing is like it's oh it's a romantic subtext and all this, but it's never as you say addressed again. It's never brought up that they might like each other or anything like that. No. no. Yeah, so I d- look. Maybe they were just they both like the mouse at the same time. But she uh, exposits about the last great battle that Earth had. That Darkseid came, yeah, and he nearly fucked it all up. And all of Earth's heroes all joined together to fight him off, and just told him to fuck off. So you had Zeus, um, you had all the Amazonians, you had you all had the Atlanteans, you had Ares. Um, and more importantly, you had a Green Lantern there as well, who yeah. pops up in the middle of the battle. And But it's a really cool scene that you get to see how cool Darkseid is, because he's there, and like the Green Lantern is like fighting him, and he just chops off his hand, yeah. and then the ring comes up and he just chops off his finger and everything. Like, it's a really cool scene of showing, like, fuck, Darkseid is not to be messed with. Yeah, I, and that, like the whole s- sequence is... Really impressive. I'd almost want a movie about like that time period because that's quite interesting. Um, but you, this is where we get to a bit more about what the motorboxes actually do. That if you get three of them together, um, they merge into a was it a unity or a singularity or something? Yeah, uh, destig. I don't know. <laughs> well, but, but basically, if they, the, if they the merge together... Boxes, they can't come together because something bad's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And there's one red and one blue and one yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and we need Wonder Woman, who luckily is hundreds of years and thousands of years old. She'll tell us what the fuck is going on. So now we know, and now Batman knows. <laughs> yeah, and so the, the to culminate it all, Zeus, uh, I believe, chops Darkseid in the neck with a big axe. Yeah. And... They all retreat, but they leave the mother boxes on Earth. Um, and so they're, they're separated. One's given to the Amazons. And we know what ends up happening with that. One's given to the Atlanteans, who protect it in a big vault that's constantly guarded underwater. And then the humans get one, and they bury it four feet in the middle of a forest. Well, the lads, they, they dug for about half an hour, and they said, that's probably enough. Sure, fucking, I wouldn't dig that again. And then off they went. <laughs> oh, me fucking back. What? The dinner on? Oh, fuck, right. Here you go, lads. <laughs> fucking dinner on. <laughs> so that, that's that's what happened to the mother boxes. That's how they're on Earth. Um, and now Steppenwolf is back for them. 
which makes sense. It makes a whole bunch more sense than the last movie did. Yeah. Uh, why Steppenwolf is here. Um, and so, even if it doesn't make any sense logically, it makes sense in the film. Yeah, in the so, world of this movie, it makes sense. So we have um, the Flash then gets introduced. So now we know what the stakes are. We have all that. We've introduced Cyborg. We've had Aquaman being introduced. Now we got to introduce Mr. Ezra Miller as the Flash. Yeah. And we have a brand new scene with him saving Iris West. Um, when he goes for a job interview. Sean, what did you think of this scene? This scene is fantastic. It's like, really good. It's really good. It looks amazing. Like, Why was it cut? I have no idea. Like, because... They also wanted The Flash to be, like, a funny guy in the original Code of Justice League. He mm. it was meant to be much more comedic. And but like, he's also a coward. And he's, he can't, like, he's scared of doing anything. Yeah. So maybe that's it, that he wanted that growth of actually helping the team. Um, and, and this scene didn't fit for that because he actually does something brave. He saves Iris West from a car accident. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of the first scenes that they had filmed... Um, like in the entire production of this because it's so well done and so well polished that I feel like everyone's heart was in it at this point and then <laughs> after like the development hell it went through and all the changes and everything like that the rest of it was maybe a little bit more um, not phoned in but phoned in phoned in yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Because this scene is amazing. Like, when he turns and his shoes just disintegrate because he's Cause going so fast. The speed he moves oh, at. All the electricity and, like, everything just, like, flashing. And it's so well done. Now, we've seen speedster scenes before in other properties, mostly X-Men properties yeah. in the last few years. And those are amazing scenes. So And the I Flash TV show go- as well, to be fair. Flash TV show. I like. I don't think you could ever go too wrong. It's just like, these scenes are made to look amazing on film. So just That's do it. them for fast characters. Yes, and Zack Snyder, like, for everything we say about him, the man can do slow-mo. Like he's that's his main thing. <laughs> he like that's what he pioneered in three hundred. Is that yeah? Like they would because I think that was done on film, and they would actually record this. They put new motors into the cameras to record it faster at certain points, um. So that when you play it back, it's in slow motion. So he was doing all of that before it was like a digital thing in After Effects that really? you just click on. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so, like. The the slow-mo in this scene and the transition between Barry Allen, who's moving at like a regular speed, and everything else slow around him, it just works so well. And the fact that he takes the sausage, and then when he comes back in, he's playing with the animals, and he's just like, oh, I've got to have a sausage there. Like, that is very... I, I was going to say Wally West, but it's it's very Flash. Yeah. Like, this is Barry Allen. Like, that is what he would do. He would go save someone, and then take something up, and then come back and be like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to be ready for yeah, all exactly. these animals, because... Do I I'm, start almost, on Monday? I'm so prepared. I'm going to get a job. Um, yeah. And then, like, uh, the what was I going to say? The the scene with his father comes a couple of scenes after that. I think. Yeah, and uh, he's like saying, "Oh, I'm going to get. A, I'm going to get a proper job, and I'm going to get you out of here." And Billy Crudup is like, "Give up on me, kid! <laughs> you shithead!" <laughs> Billy Crudup. Yeah, Billy Crudup is just like, "Hey, don't go to college. Get yourself a real job." And it's like, I don't think you understand how jobs work anymore. <laughs> how long have you been here? In here, old man. What you need to do? Write out your resume. Go down the street and hand it into the shop. They'll give you a job. Exactly. Start pounding pavement. Make yourself known to them. 
<laughs> Work for free um, if you have to. <laughs> Get some exposure. Do they still sell in that? Um, so we have uh, then the football game. This is kind of like seeing um, seeing Cyborg playing football. And you see like what he was like before this. And he's even said like he's a genius. He's yeah. got a genius and a superstar athlete. He's basically perfect. He, he has everything going for him. Everyone likes him. Um, they, they play... I don't know. Do you play American football in like the middle of a snowstorm? Is that a thing? I think it, no, you can. Yeah, I'm sure they play all through December. Ah, fair enough. So, um, and then he like with a second left, he scores the winning touchdown of the game. Of course, he does. He's a hero, and he looks over, and his everyone's cheering for him. And then he singles someone out, and it's his mother, and she's cheering for him, and he's so happy. And then the camera pans down. <laughs> yes. And it's an empty seat. I love an empty seat in a movie. <laughs> I love it. I did something great. Oh, the person I love isn't here. Oh, no. Dude, you're like 18 at this point. Just get over it. <laughs> also, she says he never comes to any of his games. And she doesn't care. Yeah. And so, I think at this stage he would have just been like, yeah, I, don't ha- I hate my dad. But he's really sad. But also, this is actually another great piece of work because of what happens later on. That... We see him, like, his dad doesn't support him, he's too too involved in his work. And the great thing about Cyborg is that he constantly lives with, like, is my dad now interested in me because I'm an experiment? Or because I'm his son? Which one is it, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And there is that uh, recording that he gives him earlier, where the first half he's talking as a scientist, and then uh, the recording goes, "And, and now I want to talk to you as your father. And Cyborg just crushes it. Exactly. Like, I and then don't we care. see him leave and then he's outside and like he's at the ATM and there's um he was like hacking into all the cameras and yeah. then he sees one of the waitresses and she's just like ran off her feet and so she goes to the ATM and she just opens it up and he goes, You've won a hundred thousand dollars just randomly because he could just hack into shit. Yeah, the cyborg hacking stuff is quite a cool way of doing it. Because it's like it's him walking around the space and just looking through documents essentially and making piles of money bigger like it's a very um visual way of showing oh he's messing with the numbers he's messing with code he's hacking everything it's very like oh you can you can set off all the nukes at once if you want like yeah they they show all the nukes and like he moves them all to the side and like i think that's a really cool scene the show is like this dude is so fucking powerful he's so powerful and then it it comes down to i need you to not do that like you can control it yeah you can do so much good with this Mm. and and i think that's really cool because you can see his dad be trying to help him and but then you is a great way of showing us like oh fuck cyborg is actually needed on the team because in the original movie, it's just like, he's a dude, he's half robotic, um, he can hack into some things, I know he's a hacker, but it's yeah. like, he's a hacker and he can literally hack anything in the whole world, is different things. Every team in every Mission Impossible has a hacker. I don't know if every one of them could set off every nuclear bomb at once. Exactly, and it's like, the, the main reason he was involved the last time is that he had a mother box, whereas yeah. they actively are looking for him, like... Just because of his abilities, not because oh he can mm. hack into the mother boxes. It's oh he could that that dude who can do literally anything to do with technology. He could be useful. He could we fix your ship, Batman. Him. Yeah, um, and so then we have Batman and Flash. That scene is very unchanged. Where Batman meets up with the Flash, and he's like, "You're Barry Allen," 
Um, and you have special yeah. abilities. Now, Ezra Miller's still not really that likable in this scene. Not, not likable, but he's just kind of like, okay, fine. Um, and except when Batman throws the Batarang and he, everything goes into slow motion, he just catches it and just turns around. And then he's like, I'm in. Stop what you're saying. I'm in. I <laughs> yeah. have no friends. I, I need friends. This might be a good way to get them. <laughs> um, and so, and you know what? That's kind of Flash. That's what Flash would do. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, and they they go off in their the, their car. You get the line of Batman saying, "I'm rich." That trailer line that the still a dumb line, still a dumb line. Not a fan of that at all. Um, no, but it, look, it serves the purpose of like, okay, the team is slightly coming together. Um, and you also have the next scene is Diana and Alfred. Uh, and that's actually a funny scene. This is the scene I burst out laughing was the tea making. The tea making. I do, I'm in two minds about the tea making. Part of me really doesn't like it and feels it like. It shouldn't be here. Like, it, the scene shouldn't exist in the movie. But at the same time, I think it's funny. <laughs> if that scene were written out in comic panels, I could absolutely see it, yeah. Uh, like, it, it is Alfred just being a bit of a busybody. Um, yeah, and he's just like, oh, I, I don't want that. Either. No, no, thank you. But you're leaving that tea in way too long. Actually, you've used up too much tea. Actually, you've done that all wrong. But I wouldn't do. I wouldn't tell you how to make it. I wouldn't be like that. If you put the water in first, you won't scald the tea. That's all I'm saying there. <laughs> <laughs> and but what's interesting is this scene is thrown in because um, he mentions mentions that he's making gauntlet absorbers for yes. Batman. Which is why it's important, because later on, Batman would be dead otherwise. Yeah, and I think they mentioned the, like he's testing it on solar energy, um, which is what Superman runs off, basically. Mm. Uh, not that Superman um, will ever show up again, because he's dead forever. No, uh, sorry, I don't want to try and lure people into a false sense of security here. Superman's dead. He's like, dead, he he's is gone. Dead. <laughs> he's gone, he's never coming back. Like, And so, <laughs> then we have... Um, and Diana goes to meet Cyborg after he hacks into the system and he's like meet me here so she meets him and then he's like I don't want to join the team fuck off yeah I, <laughs> I, I, think, like, I think to his credit he's like why are, you, why are you looking for me okay uh, that's fair why enough. are you searching Victor Stone over and over again yeah and so she they're meeting up and she it's basically her job to convince him to come join the team and um, so that that meet up that's kind of very similar to how it is in the first one but we have no other backstory for Victor so, like, yeah. in the original, with no backstory, she just meets him and is like, come join the team. Whereas now we know where he's coming from. Yes, and, like, it, we know more about him than just, oh, there's all these files on this computer, and this one's labelled Cyborg. Let's watch this video. <laughs> Whoa, he has a cool logo. Who designed this? Who designed um, all these logos, LexCorp? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Um, so then we have Steppenwolf. He takes, um, he takes the other box in Atlantis. And we see him turn up and there's a big fight scene. I love this fight. It's a really good fight, isn't it? It's really good for the simple reason. like It's an underwater fight. Uh, Steppenwolf looks a lot like a hammerhead shark, which I think is class. That's and true. There's like, anytime anyone gets cut or stabbed, their blood dissipates through the water. Like, it's and such- it makes sense that he knows where the box is because we see him taking Atlanteans out of the water and like attaching the robot them. to their head. Yeah, which makes way more sense because in the movie he just turns up. In the original, he just guessed where it was. Apparently, he, he just guessed in the ocean. <laughs> just guessed. Just like he just threw a dart wherever it landed. <laughs> he dug there. <laughs> Fucking check there. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's such a cool scene, um, and it's also not overly. None of this movie is overly gory, by the way. Um, no. I think when... I th- like, was it rated R or was it PG-13 in the end? It's, o- it's R. It's R, but it's not like... 
excessive and unnecessary. It's not like R for the sake of R. Um, no. So, like, it's it's a really well done scene. It would have been really easy to have this underwater fight be a floaty mess. But, like, you see, like, when Aquaman joins in, because he, he's finally like, okay, I'm going to defend the mother box. This is my duty as the king of Atlantis, basically. Um, when he comes in, like, he's throwing punches. And, you know, if that punch was on land, Steppenwolf would be going through the other side of the wall. But because yeah. it's underwater, it's there's so much resistance that he does move quite a bit, but it doesn't have the same impact. Like, it all feels like they're actually underwater fighting. Which is really good. Yeah. I really like it. I really like that scene for no or other reason, really. I just, the no, fight I, is well I, done. I do think, and I think this gives Steppenwolf another air of, like, this is, he's still in cool territory here. Where, yeah. like, he's intimidating. Like, we see him groveling, and then we see him in a scene like this, where he's, like, fucking up the whole of Atlantis by himself. Yeah, yeah. And with, like, maybe six parademons with him or something yeah. like that. That's about it. He doesn't yeah. need anything else because he he knows how cool he is or how powerful he is. Yes, yeah, and like while while Steppenwolf is going around doing stuff, the Parademons are still looking for the other Mother Box um, mm. at this to the point that earlier on they broke into Star Labs, um, kidnapped a bunch of people there, um, and the one of the witnesses, the drawing they did of the attacker looks an awful lot like a man in a bat suit. Which might play into Indeed. things later. <laughs> <laughs> and and those people who got taken hostage, they might come up later on, Sean, in about five minutes. Oh my god, it's almost like I just yeah. remembered that fact and wanted to say I was explaining it later. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the, the Justice League join together and they go to the harbour and it's basically like, they all join up in a case of like, we need to save all these people. They've yeah. all been taken. He's, he's got two boxes. He's got two boxes. So like, the way they meet up as well, it's a similar scene to the last Justice League. They meet Jim Gordon on the roof of the GCPD. Yeah. Um, and that's where Cyborg comes in um, because his father's been taken now as well. Mm. So now he's emotional connection. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I know those guys are going after the mother box, which they're after my father first, so that's my best chance of getting them back. Yeah, and, and this is, um, and then you have the funny scene where the Flash is the last one left. And he, Jim Gordon's like, haha, you're too slow. And the Flash is like, oh, they've all gone. He, he, he. And then he runs off or yeah. whatever. But they, so you have them, um, they all join together. And, um, well, the four of them, I should say, Aquaman isn't there yet. And they all go to this, would you say a warehouse? Where, where exactly is this? I not quite sure. It's like, it's a in tunnel, the harbour. Yeah, it's like a tunnel under the harbour. Um, must be just like a water treatment plant or something like that. Um, yeah, and so they all turn up, and all the hostages are in there, and you see them going up the stairs. Um, and then cyborgs even says like something to Batman, and it's it's good, it's a good bonding moment. Weirdly, like between them, like they're all walking the stairs, and cyborgs like I didn't think you were real, and Batman's like oh, I'm real when I want to be. Yeah, or, or when it's useful. Sorry, he's like I'm real when it's useful, which is a very Batman thing to say. Um, and so then they, they finally find Steppenwolf and the Flash in this version is not like I'm so scared and Batman's like just save one and you'll yeah. be okay it's just kind of like Flash immediately gets given the job of get everyone out you pick them up one by one and get them all out we're going to fight Steppenwolf yeah he's zipping up and down the stairs he's checking in on people being like are you okay do you need a hand uh, yeah. and leave the fighting to 
the seasoned fighters because the Flash exactly. presumably has never been in a fight at this point. No, he saved people, but that's different. Like he has an active target like Steppenwolf is trying to hit him and is probably fast enough to grab him once or twice and so it's kind of like can you take a punch probably not so get all the people out first yeah and so Wonder Woman is absolutely leading the charge in terms of that fight with Steppenwolf but she's she's the powerhouse of the team like yeah exactly like Batman is doing his best um (laughs) yeah he's like punching every parademon like once every 10 minutes yeah, and like occasionally he might take one down. Um, yeah, where he really shines is later on in the fight where the big spider comes in. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, at the moment, yeah, Wonder Woman fights Steppenwolf, and like they meet on the bridge, and there's a really cool scene where like the two of them are fucking each other up. Yeah. And um, it's a really good fight scene. It really shows off that like Wonder Woman is like not only the heart of the team, but she's like she's the one that's Batman's like. You fight Steppenwolf. We're going to do everything else around you because you are the best weapon we have against him. Yeah, we will die and then you'll have to look after us. So if you just look after Steppenwolf, we're sorted. (laughs) We'll do all the ad hoc duties around you. You do the duties. (laughs) And the fight, like, to to her credit, because Steppenwolf even says, like, she is the strongest of the Amazons. Um, Yeah. Uh, he's taunting her a little bit. She's like, I attacked your home and they all failed. He's like that all... Every time he talks to her, he ta- he's goading her constantly. Because yeah. he wants... Because if, if you make her angry, he thinks like, oh, she'll be more open to attack. But she always holds it together. Uh, like, she yeah. never snaps. Um, and so, like, she, to her credit, she's putting up... Like, she's matching him for most of that fight. And so it all re- devolves into the fact that uh, they're, they're down... Um, in the in the underground at this stage and yeah. they're like getting away and Steppenwolf releases a load of the Gotham Harbour breaks through the wall and all this water is just flowing towards them um, yeah and what happens have- is the giant crab robot fires a missile uh, Cyborg has taken over it because it was dead um, yeah. Cyborg fires a missile at Steppenwolf Steppenwolf grabs it out of the air and throws it into the side of the tunnel of, yeah which is under the harbour um, and because he already has the mother box, so he just pieces out at that point. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Like he, he's not here to fight them. He's no, the here o- just to take something and leave. The only reason he was hanging around is because the hostages might know where the other mother box is. It might speed it up yeah. a little bit. And so he uh, he blows up the wall, and they're like, "Oh, we're we're fucked. Like we're gonna die." Then Aquaman shows up, and he saves them, and he controls all the water. Um, and this is un- and so then you have the bit where they all get into the big bat, that yeah. spidey bat, and crawls up out the wall and they crawl away. Um, and the Flash is like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And Batman's like, "Yeah, get down, kid. This is not very <laughs> cool at all." <laughs> yeah, and like they've been pretty much they've lost that particular fight with Steppenwolf. True, which is their first time as a team. Uh, like fighting against him so they realise they're not enough as they are no and they 
they um, he needs he still needs the last box though because we have to go back to him with the oh, dark side. Have to go back and check in. Yeah, I've got two. What do I do now? <laughs> Can I come home now? We need the third one. Ah, oh, for fuck! Nah, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that, but I expected more. I expected more of you. What? I forgot your name, uh, <laughs> Mister Side. Is Mr. that what I call you, Mister Side? Yeah, like and and so he's just like my power demons will find the last box. Uh, and we'll be sorted then. Yeah, and so then we have to go back to the bat cave or the the big uh, warehouse at this stage, and they're all standing in a big circle, and it's kind of like we're we fucked up, we lost, and yeah. he's got the box, and Cyborg says that he can track the machines, and so or so he can talk to machines, so he knows like even like the bat, uh, the flying thing that he's he's like had fixed, he's like it wants to fly. Yeah, um, it wants to get out, which is a cool scene, I suppose. And they analyze the the mother box that they have, and it's basically a case of. I think this is a million times better than the other one, where it feels like Batman is like pressuring them all. Yep. To be like, let's resurrect Superman. In this one, they're all they all have a box, and Wonder Woman's like, this is like the anti-life equation shit that it can bring particles. They explain it like you can uh, burn down a house. Fire si- yeah, if you burn down a house, the particles are still there. They're just in the smoke. So the particles of the house are still there somewhere. And so this yeah. box can bring those particles back to life. Yeah, it can change it from smoke to a house. Yeah. And so then they're all just standing around. And then Flash, Flash, like, Flash says, I feel like, should I be the one to say it? Who wants to say this? Yeah, they all hit that conclusion at the same time. Yeah, which makes way more sense. Yeah, rather than Batman being like, hey, I got a wild idea. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's never going to work. Well, you're fucking doing it, right? Fucking get, out, get with me, guys. This I, is, we're this doing is this. my hanger. <laughs> this is my Get out, guys, if you're not going to go with what I say. Alfred, they're not doing what I said. <laughs> oh, this is where we get the best line, by the way, isn't it? Go on. Uh, Bruce Wayne introduces everyone. He's like, everyone, this is Alfred. I work for him. <laughs> no, that was later on. Was that's, it? That's not for another few minutes, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's not until they go back to the proper Batcave, but that is true, yeah, he says that. Oh, I love it, I love it so much, it's such a... So then, uh, also, the motherfucking Nazis found the box, because of course they did. Yeah. Um, I always have to blame everything on the Nazis, <laughs> in every superhero movie. So it was Captain America, they have the thingamajig that we need, back yeah. in the day, and they sold it on. And so, it's a very simple concept of the Nazis always had it, during the wartime, and it fell into Americans' hands somehow. Well, look, as bad as Steppenwolf is, he's not a Nazi. He's not... <laughs> no! Well, to be fair, nobody ever asks him his opinions. That's true. No one... No, I, I think he could be very left-leaning. <laughs> he's like, give me the box, or give me socialism. What are the other... <laughs> That's all I'll accept. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know like Darkseid's really like the opposite he's like we should have everyone like do exactly what we said he's like but Darkseid what if we used higher taxes on the rich what about that sure <laughs> we could the rich buy a mother box it'll trickle down eventually Steppenwolf don't worry <laughs> um, so uh, yeah they all come to the same conclusion they're gonna make um, and they also find out Victor is basically made of the box as well so it's a case of Okay, well, you're made of the box, so you're kind of connected to them, so we can use you to talk to the boxes and stuff. Yeah, there's like this is where I thought there would again, like, there's no real conflict within the team ever. No, in this, like, there's a little bit where uh, Aquaman 
says, how do we know we can trust you? You're basically one of them. Um, and it's just kind of explained away, like as an I can control it kind of a thing. Um, but there's, it's never brought up again. There's never any moment where the team thinks maybe they shouldn't be together. Like there's no black Whoa. moment for them. Do you know what? I kind of like that. Really? I Yeah, I kind of like the fact that we didn't have to go through some made-up drama that could have been solved on a post-it note between super-powered gods, where they're all just kind of like, this dude's going to fucking destroy the planet, I've got superpowers. come on, we're all going to join together and we're going to see what happens. Right, okay. Yeah. But how do you I feel can understand that, what you're saying like, in terms I I feel like even there should have been some discussion as Batman, the man who famously wants to work alone despite being surrounded by people who want to work with him. Like, surely there should have been a moment where Batman thought maybe this isn't a good idea. Like, there, like he doesn't change from the start of the film to the end, is my whole thing. Yeah, Batman stays very similar throughout yeah. the whole thing. He never wavers. As does everyone, really, except for Cyborg. Mm. And and Aquaman, I would say, maybe. But Flash is immediately all in. Yeah, Flash just buys it immediately. Uh, Wonder Woman, again, just kind of She realises that, like, they need them. Yeah, but, like, Wonder Woman never had that, like, shake of a moment. Like, if it had happened at the start where she failed, maybe, a little bit. If she had failed at the start and then needed to regain that confidence through the movie, that would have been some element of character development. Um, yeah, I, I in a four-hour movie to not have character development yeah. for three of the members of the team is a bit weird. But I mean, we do get development for other characters that we didn't get the first time around. The first time we around, we had no character development for anyone. So I think I'm happy enough to even have three of them. In this right, one. but how do you feel about the fact that it came with an hour and a half of extra content? Might have been a lot. I think that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, we have uh, then a scene with um, Marta and Lois, uh, Marta Kent. And Martha. Martha, quotation marks, because I wrote down, it's a really lovely scene. It is. And I, wrote, I said, this is a really nice scene, and I feel like this is the first time these people have felt human for the whole time I've ever seen Lois Lane in any of these films. Oh, Amy Adams then, is doing some acting in this movie, man. Well, Amy Adams should have gotten an Oscar for Arrival. We're not going to get into it again, okay? <laughs> We're not going to get into it, right? She's had her missing out a few times, right? She's a very talented woman. But, um... <laughs> Then we find out that one of them, this most humane of conversations, one of them's a fucking alien. <laughs> That's the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And that is Martha Kent, which is the height of irony. It's absolutely... It's a ridiculous situation. It's a fun reveal, I guess. But but I don't think it should have came here. I think no. it should have been, like, way further at the very end when he pops up. Yeah, because like, now that scene, that lovely touching scene of Martha and... I was going to say Amy Adams. Uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. um, Just feels like set up for the epilogue now, like to make that make a bit more sense. Whereas because like, like I feel the, the Martha and Lois Lane scene, I think that existed before because he only changed into Martian Manhunter when he steps out of the room. Yeah. And I think that scene, I really like that scene. And I think, I would have kept that just as Marta is like, Lois, you need to come back to the world of the living. Like, I think 
you we the world needs you you don't go to the daily planet i was talking to them and they're talking about grief and i think it makes us like superman more as a character when we see his death and the reaction it has because batman never actually talks about like his reaction to superman's death it's just like superman's dead i'm putting the team together whereas yeah. this is the first time we actually see like oh clark kent is dead and Lois Lane and Martha Kent would be really sad. And Lois Lane in particular would be devastated that like and so when Martha Kent's like, you need to go back and live your life, like he's not gonna want you to just live your life just in sadness forever, not do anything. Th- that was like, oh, these characters are real. I like this. They have real and emotions. Like, and I'm problems. Martha Manager. Fucking gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's me all along. <laughs> but like the the, the Batman for a lot of this movie, and this is a nice time to touch on it, I think, because we see how like Lois Lane is dealing with it and everything like that. Batman in this movie is a madman for some of it. <laughs> because, and Alfred even says it to him, he says, like, don't let your guilt outweigh your reason. And Batman's just like, oh no, Alfred, I have faith that this will work. <laughs> it's like, I think you're it's going to be good. You're a detective. Like, you should use reasoning for everything. <laughs> but sure, fuck it, let's just go with it. As just, Batman always, the famous Batman phrase of fuck it, let's see what happens. <laughs> Batman would never swear, Connor. Uh, <laughs> um, and so then uh, the team comes to the fact that they're going to revive Superman. Yeah. And so they go and dig up his body, which actually is a nice enough see Other than them, like... Uh, Flash is like, do you think Wonder Woman's interested in, in me? Haha, I'm younger man kind of thing. <laughs> I kind of like, the bit in that scene that I really like is them digging it up and the Flash is like, I know I could do this in seconds. And Cyborg is kind of like, yeah, but out of respect, we're going to do it very slowly and we're going to exhume his body the right way. And then when they dig him up, um, the Flash just says one line that makes me like Ezra Miller as the Flash. He's like, he was my hero. And it's just like, oh, this was a history before he was the Flash. I feel more connected to this character now. Yeah, because, like, the Flash would have, like, he would have been, at the time all this was happening, like, maybe 15, 16, during, like, Battle of yeah. Metropolis. So, like, that's perfect age to be like, oh my god, there's an actual superhero, I want to be just like him. Uh, I want to help people. Um, the there There's another, again, and I, maybe this is me that I want more conflict in this movie, but there's the discussion between uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Being like, when's the last time an Atlantean and an Amazonian spoke to each other? Um, And Aquaman's just like, I'm only half Atlantean. I don't like the Atlanteans either. And then that's like drawing a line under it. Like there's no more of that. And then they say, they say like, oh, what the, we have a famous phrase in Atlantis. Yeah. She's like, oh, we have the same phrase. It's like, we're not so different, are we? But you know what, Sean? I just think I'm, I think I'm getting soft in my old age. I kind of liked it. Ah, I kind of liked it. (laughs) You need to be miserable, Connor. (laughs) It was like watching Justice League Unlimited. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I want them all to be friends. It's a show for kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and so they dig up his body and um, I uh, I like Alfred by the way in the next scene he's fixing things and he's just constantly muttering Yeah, um, he's just like Bruce is a bad idea you fucking agent he's like fixing things and, I, and Bruce is just always sitting there like it's a perfect idea I've nailed this it's gonna be we're gonna revive Superman <laughs> um, uh, so then you also have Aqu- they didn't have to try and break in to Lex Luthor's ship 
the alien ship thing the, that's uh, held um, in the army base camp, I think. It's the crypt. No, here's the thing. This confused the hell out of me. It's the Kryptonian ship that Superman, that I think Zod arrived in. Yes, it's Zod's ship that Lex Luthor's on now, most of the time. Yeah, that's held in Star Labs. Right. Right. Which is in Star City. But right, that, but it but should be in Metropolis. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's in Metropolis. It makes it, it it confused the hell out of me, and I was hoping I wasn't the only one. Yeah, no, no, actually, that's a good point. I never even considered that, but maybe it'd been transferred to Metropolis. Maybe but, it was, but, but but I don't know why. But because was it not in Metropolis in Batman vs Superman? But it's still like Sil- Silas works for Star Labs. Is yeah, it? and Star Labs is in Star City. It would make sense if they were. Yeah. It's an odd one. No, actually, you know what? I, yeah, I see that, yeah. So they're like, they're breaking in and the Flash is like all dressed up um, in in his in little army outfit and uh, they all suit up. There's a big suit up scene. Yeah. And um, they have, they, they also when they're breaking in, Cyborg is like hacking into computers as they go to basically have uh, Ezra Miller's Flash or Barry Allen pop up on the screen. It's like, yeah, he's part of the army. Yeah, he's allowed in. Yeah. Um, and so then they have to they're bringing Superman back and the idea is that they're going to drop his body in here and then they're going to drop the mother box and just as it touches the water the Flash is going to electrocute it and it's going to just rejuvenate everything. It's going to jump start the mother box basically and the whole conceit of this is if they jump start that mother box Steppenwolf will know where to find them. Yes, yeah. so, and so yeah, they're like we're sacrificing that for bringing Superman back. Yeah, and so we can't defeat but, him without Superman, um, mm. but we might be able to defeat him with Superman. But we'll know makes where sense. he is. It, it once again makes a lot more sense in this film than it does in the previous film, where they're just cut, Batman's just like we're bringing him back. And they're like, do we need him? We're bringing him back. <laughs> yeah, like I and. Aquaman in this as well he is very firmly like even as they're doing it he's like this is a bad idea we shouldn't be doing this Um, they're bringing back someone from the dead yeah and you're and you're going to tell the bad guy exactly where to find the thing he needs to win yeah exactly Um, but also Batman has a line of like will we if we hide it we're just going to lose slowly yeah whereas this is kind of like the move that Batman would take to like I don't want to lose we're going to still lose that way but this is our one chance that we might not lose. Yeah, we might actually succeed if we do it this way. Yeah, and so they ha- Flash then starts running. I have Ezra Miller still r- runs weird. Runs very here. weird. He's runs very weird. Never learned how to run. Yeah, actually, this, there was a line that was added um, that the previous film didn't have. Was that the Flash said, "If I uh, I can run close to the speed of light, um, and funny things happen with time," is what he says. Yeah. Um, which I don't think was in the original cut of Justice League. It was just run as fast as you can and build up a charge. Um, but the time thing might play into it later. Well, he also reverses time now because yeah. the box hits the water too early. Is it water? It's orange. I don't know what it is. Goop. It's Some kind of goop. It's goop. It's gloop, right? And he lands in the gloop from Zod's ship and he reverses time. So he makes it on time and uh, and so I think that's actually cool because it sets up what happens later on. Which exactly, is there's precedence good. for it happening. Exactly, precedence uh, for it happening. So he runs think, so fast he reverses time by three seconds or something. Yeah. Do you think it was a dick move that they didn't like carefully take the photograph uh, away from the body before dunking it into water? 
because because here's the thing him. they buried him it with him so it's probably important to him and there's probably only one of those and they just put yeah it but in it's some full goop. covered in goop now so I just leave it it's been gooped yeah fair yeah sure. sorry Sol soups that's what they're gonna say to him Sol soups we 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 thought you'd be happy to be brought back. We didn't think you wanted a picture. So it turns out, yeah, after this scene, Superman not dead forever. He's alive. Alive. Forever. He's alive. He's back. And he's ripped. He's and so we have the whole jacked. He, we have him at the t- he's back at the Superman mural. We've all seen this scene in the original Justice League. Yeah, but this one looks better. Him. Yeah, this one looks a lot better, but it basically starts with Superman is bad, but not bad, he's just confused, he doesn't know who he is. And he immediately thinks of Cyborg as an enemy. And Cyborg's automatically goes into auto-defense system. And then a whole fight se- sequence se- um, starts up. That Superman defeats the whole of the Justice League by himself. Yep, yeah, doesn't break a sweat. Doesn't He's just after waking up. He's like slightly tired. He's like still rubbing the sleep from his eyes. As he's punching Aquaman in the face. Yeah, that scene where he turns to see the Flash who's running behind still him. Still cool. Still great. Still an unreal yeah. scene. Um, Batman is given he's not given more to do but he's more Batman in the way that he does it because um, in the first one he just kind of falls on his arse and is just waiting there yeah, but he's in, just useless yeah he does nothing in that fight whereas in this one the bracers that were made earlier come into play and he takes two shots from Superman's heat vision which is not yeah. insignificant no, and originally I was like, oh, he should be dead. And then I remembered. I was like, how is he fighting this off? Like, he's that's going to go straight through his arm. And then yeah. I thought, and then there was a moment where I was like, oh, very clever. They did introduce that. That makes sense. Yeah, and it's that's like so cool that Batman now has a defense against something Superman has at full power. Uh, I will, by the way, say that the, the weird CGI fight scene with him and the Flash fighting in super speed, I don't think that looks very good. I think that looks kind of weird. Oh, is this the one where he like trips him and he like slams he into trips the mural? It's all in super speed, just the two of them, and they're fighting. And I, I think that's very clunky. I don't know. It, 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 it comes straight after the eye scene, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then it starts a clunky CGI scene. Yeah, I think I, th- I think part of that is like when there, when there's two people fighting at super speed, there's no frame of reference really for how fast they're going, but mm. they're still moving in a really weird super speedy way. Um, yeah, they're like underwater, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's no real weight to their movements. Um, again, Wonder Woman is really the only one that stands a chance. Aquaman a little bit. Um, but Flash and Cyborg are kind of fucked up. They don't, they don't get even a moment's notice, which I think that should probably be the... the I'm I was going to say demographic, but that's not the right word. That's the level of power that it should go down. Yeah, uh, like the, the tier list of powerful of, Justice yeah, League. The members. tier list, yeah. So Cyborg should be at the bottom, even though he's super powerful. Then the Flash, who's he's a god, but he's really nervous and he he's trying to fight Superman and he's going to get fucked up. Aquaman is really powerful and he's going to be confident, but he's going to be overpowered. And then Wonder Woman is probably on the same level, but she doesn't want to kill him, so she's kind of holding back. Exactly, she's pulling punches a little bit. Um, also no weird CGI top lip for Superman in this great stuff 
Great looks, stuff. I'm, I'm all in. I, I somehow forgot what Henry Cavill looked like as Superman because of the mustache. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, Henry, handsome man. Fucking, that's a defined upper lip if I do say so myself. Because you look like you were made of mola or some sort of clay in the last one. I'm all good with him. back Henry Cavill looking handsome. I'm all into I this. I feel safer. I, I, I feel hugged by Henry Cavill in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, um, so then, so Superman's going evil. Lois turns up and is like, Superman, what are you doing? Or Clark, what are you doing? Um, and so they get up and they fly away. And she uh, she talks him down, basically. And yeah. so they, they fly away together. But coincidentally, Steppenwolf now also knows where the box is. So the whole league is fucked. And they've all gotten the shit out of him. Steppenwolf turns up and he goes to get the box. And Cyborg's like, my dad is in there. Rushes back in. And he encounters his dad basically blowing up the box while trying to overheat the box, he thinks. Yeah. And he kills himself. And it's actually a really cool scene. Not cool, that's probably the wrong word. But it's a really impactful t- scene that we don't get in the first one. The first one, I think, it ends with them happily ever after. Whereas this makes a whole much more sense for the last act and what Cyborg does. Yes, and like, the, the, there was a scene earlier we didn't talk about. It's where when they infiltrate the building. Um, to take the mother Oh, box. yeah, and he lets him through. He he lets him through. He lies to the guards because he's just like, no, I'm going to trust my son on this one. He knows what he's doing. Um, and so to follow that up then with... he Yeah, Cyborg thinks his dad is trying to destroy the box but mm. uh, before Steppenwolf can take it. What he really does is he superheats the, the core of it so that it can be tracked by satellite. Um, so that yeah. now they know where Steppenwolf is. Which is a huge game for them. Dumb comic book fun, but very cool. It makes sense in this weird world. Yeah, and it's like, it's the best thing he could have done in that moment. Because if he had just let Steppenwolf kill him, then they just lose the box and they have no clue where he's gone. Exactly. And so he dies a hero, and Cyborg is devastated, obviously. And Aquaman is immediately like, that was his dad? Oh, shit. Well, I guess we better just leave him. He's probably super powerful now. I just leave it. And Cyborg, and they're like, you okay? You good? (laughs) The Cyborg, you good? (laughs) You good, bro? He's like, I'm good, I think. I think I'm good. But, like, uh, Aquaman even says, like, later on, he's like, look, we're talking, the dude lost his dad a couple of hours ago. Is he all right to be... You know, mm. to to pin all our hopes on him in this. But I think that makes sense. Like, yeah, Aquaman oh, absolutely. Is not doing that to be mean. He's he's logically going through this. Like, why are we all just going past the fact his dad just died? Yeah, like Bruce, I know you've dealt with this in a very different <laughs> way, but like your job is you're really bad at this, Bruce. Is what I'm saying to you. And I feel like someone should just even ask him, "Are you good?" Would because you like this seems a cup like a of lot tea? Of pressure. Um, so then Lois and Clark are at the farm and um, we see Clark slowly start to regain almost immediately um, him being Clark Kent yes but it does take more time than the original film did yeah he doesn't just like pop back like an elastic band like it does take him like a few maybe an hour or two to and Lois like constantly talking to him and telling him who he is where this is, this is back at his home, this is his farm. Yeah. It makes sense that that would bring a lot of uh, memories back. Yeah, like, yeah, and I, I think location did a lot for him there because it's like, oh, this is where he began. Um, so this is where and he relearns his mother to be turns up. Yeah, Martha well. comes back. That's a really lovely scene. I, I really like that. Yeah, and I, I was hoping that, like, Lois would say, like, 
oh thanks for the chat earlier and martha'd be like what the fuck no (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about lois lane (laughs) i didn't talk to you at all I hate you, Lois Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then this is when they go back to the Batcave and they're like, okay, we now know where it is. We've got to reconvene because this is going to be the last final act that we're setting up to. Um, This is when he says, like, this is Alfred. I work for him. Yeah. And that's a very, very cool and very nice scene and made me smile because I was like, of course you do. (laughs) This is Alfred. Of course, Batman always works for Alfred. And and does Aquaman say something like, Alfred, this is badass? (laughs) Yeah, oh, Alfred, you got some badass stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they come up with a plan, and Cyborg is... Uh, I think Cyborg is really heroic in this scene, in terms of, like, as you said, Ackerman's like, you lost your dad a few hours ago, are you okay? And he's like, I got nothing left. Yeah. Like, they're like, this could be really dangerous. He's like, I've got nothing left. I'm literally just... All I am, I've lost both my parents. I've lost most me. of my body. Like I've lost most of my body. I've got literally nothing left. The only thing I can do is save the world. Why not? I'll I'll give it a try. Like if I die, yeah. I die. And if I don't try, we die anyway. Exactly. And so then the jet is fixed because Cyborg fixed it earlier on. Yeah. And they they set off and they basically their whole plan is that they're going to get all the mother boxes. They're going to going to get Cyborg attached to one of the mother boxes and get him in there. And they have to break down all the shields that are currently surrounding this Middle Eastern European town. Yeah, Eastern Europe. I think it's outside of Russia somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, we have the, the Justice League are planning in the jet. But coincidentally, at the same time, we've got a sighting <gasps> of the black Superman suit, Sean, that I have written here. That's really cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool, Connor. It is pretty cool. <laughs> and both, and you hear both of his dads talking yeah. as he's about to set off. You have Russell Crowe and you have Pa Kent, uh, pre-Hurricane. Yeah. Um, pre-Hurricane! <laughs> the best Pa Kent, <laughs> pre-Hurricane. But after that hurricane, he was very untalkative. Post-Hurricane, he's a different man. <laughs> he was just He was just all up about himself. Kept talking about, he was just like very shy, I would say. He was very quiet. Yeah, very reserved. Um, I I like this scene where he like, and I like he if I don't know if you caught he looks at the old suit as well. He looks at the Man of Steel suit, um, mm. and like actively turns away from it because he's like, oh, I've been through a lot. Might be time for a new look. Um, and so then we have so that's a that's a really cool scene, and he might come in later on. Now I knew we thought he was dead, and now I just think he might be going for a fly. But I think he might turn up. That's, I think he's just going to go back to Krypton. He's going to put that back together. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, the Justice League suit up. We have the big walkout scene. There's no scene where um, Aquaman sits on a lasso of truth and tells people that he's really horny all the time. That's good. That's, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that's not there. That's a worthy that's change, a I would say. <laughs> they get the shield down and they start fucking shit up, Sean. So yeah, they break they into the city and they, all the power demons are there and they're just basically all teaming up. Um, with the big fight scene and uh, Batman's in the ship and his ship crashes and then he gets into the Batcar and yeah. he's like, I'll lead them away. Now, you Bat- guys do this. Is it Batcar or is that an official Batmobile? I I got the impression. Is that the Batmobile? I, that's what I thought it was anyway because I think we saw okay, it well, briefly we'll in Batman vs Superman. Um, I, yeah, we'll go with Batmobile and it has all the guns 
And he so wants... many guns. It's got heaps so of many guns. Bullet firing guns. So many. So up until this point, I'm like, this is a great Batman. Yeah. <laughs> He's so far been really good. Then he pulls out the gun and starts shooting people. But they're parademons, Sean. What are your thoughts? I think even like I, I just think the concept of Batman owning guns and you know yeah. spending money on ammunition. That's oh later to on. Me. Um, after Barry gets shot is one of the worst Batman moments ever put to film but I'm yep. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that down there now uh, we'll but go, Batman we'll uh, is gonna sacrifice himself and he's got loads of guns and then they all work together they're like we're not gonna let you die you idiot we're gonna help you so they all join in you built and they're this all team. flying through the you know what? Like, he built this team, and he's just immediately yeah. like, I'm going to kill myself, you guys deal. Um, you have Aquaman fighting parademons up in the sky, and then he starts flying, he starts um, falling, and then Cyborg catches him, Sean, and then he goes, My man! My man! Classic My line. Man. It's our favourite line. We love it so much. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been nice if there was some water in this place for Aquaman to fight with? It might have been cool. I will say that. Just to give him a moment of like yeah. a hero moment. Um, but he kind of surfs I a parademon for a while, which is pretty cool. It's a cool. very CGI mess still. It like, is. This, this city isn't real. You never get one impression that the city is real or these buildings don't matter. There's no like, there's no so- solidness to anything. No, and they go out of their way earlier on to say it, there was a nuclear explosion it's a it's a quarantine zone. No one lives there, so no. But it also, ma- there's no nuclear stuff in the air because he sucked all the nuclear air up. Very so convenient. So we're all safe to go in. <laughs> we don't need to wear gas masks or nothing. Um, but it, it's just very clear that like none of these buildings matter. The whole town can be destroyed, and it's fine. Um, it is. It's less red than the the Joss Whedon cut. Hmm. Um, it's still not great. I like. I don't like this as the final set piece. No, and I'm not sure what I would have preferred. Um, what I think, like I, I was thinking about this last night after watching it, the bat hanger that they all kind of start out in. First of all, it's next to a big, massive lake, which you could have some good Aquaman fights there. You have all True. of Bruce Wayne's tech on site. That you can just pull whatever you want from. Yeah. Um, that you like Cyborg and Wonder Woman can essentially fly and hop wherever they need, but it doesn't give the Flash any room to move, is the thing. You can run on water and you can have the dash. That would be a coup. Oh shit. That would be very good, actually. So, um, yeah, I still don't like this set piece. I mean, I think the idea of it is good, but I, I'm not a fan of the set piece itself. Um, yeah, and so then uh, you also have that the good teamwork. I like the bit where Diana dies in front of uh, Bruce at his car and like takes the shot with her shield. Yeah, and then you have like Cyborg and Aquaman basically all making sacrifices for each other. And I, I think this is the bit where you're like, oh, they're a team. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and they're fighting together, and it's great, and it's all nice and happy. Um, yeah, and um, so they finally get to Steppenwolf, and it's three v one. With Aquaman, Cyborg, and Wonder Woman all fighting, but he's holding his own. To be fair, and this is a pretty big trio. He is, but like this is where Steppenwolf drops off for me because he's no longer this character that wants to redeem himself and return to his family and his home world. He's a big monster with glowing blue eyes who's now mad on power. Yeah, because like, he has all the boxes. Yeah, and there's he's no just subtlety. Wonder Woman. 
the so like that's where he just he becomes less interesting for me in this last fight. And so yeah, the the idea is that um, Wonder Woman saves Cyborg. Uh, I think that's a really cool scene where Cyborg's at the box and Steppenwolf like drags him down before yeah. he can like start doing it. And Wonder Woman saves him with the lasso of truth. Like she grabs onto him and is like, "Get the fuck back up there!" Aquaman and her basically distract him while Cyborg's trying to get back to the box because he needs to connect up to it at the same time. And Barry, Um, meanwhile, is going uh, as fast as possible to build up a charge to jumpstart the unity of the three boxes. And look, he needs to touch the box. (laughs) Look, look, it's Superman. It's superhero stuff. He needs to touch the box. Um, And then, in all hope looks lost, Aquaman gets taken out. Wonder Woman gets taken out. He's about to kill Cyborg and he swings the axe and Cyborg's distracted. He's at the box and he's um, he swings the axe and suddenly a handsome man in a black suit appears, oh. gets an axe straight to his neck and says, not impressed. <laughs> and immediately decides to kick the shit out of Steppenwolf. Just fucks his entire day. Mr. Superman shows up and is just absolutely wrecking shop. Yeah, like, the first move he does is he takes an axe to the shoulder, which we saw, like, do damage to Darkseid earlier. Yes. And, it like, it doesn't break the suit, like, no. for Superman. And he, he just says he's not impressed. Not impressed. He freeze-breaths the axe and shatters it, and then he's just punching him. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally there's a scene where there Steppenwolf is just on his back on the ground and Superman's above him just punching him in the face repeatedly absolutely wailing on him <laughs> that's the moment in every other movie where are like alright man he's had enough he's had enough back away yeah. and Wonder Woman and Aquaman are like yeah fucking kill him he, he cuts off one of his horns yeah with, with lasers and then he just keeps punching him because he's so overpowered that there's nothing Steppenwolf can do. No, and this is this seems to be a more violent Superman, maybe. I wonder if that would have been played mm. with at all if there were sequels to this. Yeah, um, and so while this is going on, Cyborg is still at the box and he's like, finally back. And he's like, Barry, come on, quick, quick, quick. We need to get this done fast. He's after wasting a load of time. Um, then Barry gets shot when the parademon shoots him in the side. Yeah. And so he doesn't make it in time. Um, but when Barry gets shot, the scene that follows this is the demon is like, yeah, I shot him. And he gets fucking headshotted by Batman, which yep. is a sentence that should never be said about anything. But Batman shows up like in Call of Duty, pulls a rifle out, headshots him once and is like, Barry, are you okay? <laughs> no scopes him and fucking continues <laughs> no on about his and I get, like, they're alien lasers or something he's using, but they have the same form factor as, like, an AK-47. Yeah. And seeing Batman hold one of those is weird. It's so weird and so wrong that Batman's going around headshotting people. Like, surely the exact same scene happens and Batman turns up and punches him in the back of the head and just knocks him out or something. Yeah, give him a judo chop to the back of the neck, knock just him out. a big judo chop to the neck and he's asleep for a few hours. I would he's accept... Fine. I would accept Batman kicking an alien off a building. I think that's yes! fine. Yes! Because <laughs> he can fly. So you're just like, yeah, fucking kick him off. It's yeah, fine. get gone. Yeah, like a moth. Um, and so Flash is hurt and it's too late because the box suddenly solidifies and we see Darkseid um, through the, a portal. And Darkseid is like, look, and he's coming through. 
and Stephen was like, oh, you're too late. You didn't make it. Yeah. Um, and then we see Flash, and he's like, trying to G himself up. He's like, fuck, you need to go, Barry. You need to run. Run as fast as you've ever ran before, even though you got a big hole in your side. And he's yeah. like, vibrating to try to heal himself super fast. Yeah, he's speeding up um, his like, um, immune system or whatever it is, his regeneration. Yeah. And so he just sets off. And while he's setting off, he reverses time by maybe five seconds. So he's just on time as he arrives to the box, which is what we said up earlier on that he can do. He can do that. Um, and he says he even says himself, run faster than the speed of light, break the rule. Which yeah. implies and, he has thought about this before, which just gives more but also, like, while depth Cyborg, to Flash. While Cyborg is part of the box, he sees his whole family. Yeah. And his whole family's like, because Wonder Woman even says, you're going to see some shit. Like, that box is going to play with your mind and try and convince you to, like, not destroy it. And just let it happen. And so his family are like, come join us. Victor, you don't need to do any of this. Like, leave it. And when he grabs them, they turn into, they turn into, like, demons. Yeah, so it's the, like, the three, um, fucking, like, witches or worshippers of the mother boxes that we saw in the Age of Heroes flashback. Mm. Um, it's but three- it's really good, because we know, now we know all of his backstory. You can tell how hard that is for him. Like, oh, this yeah. is about who's lost everything. Yeah, and he had the chance to be normal again with his mother and his father. And the box says, like, uh, my little broken boy or something, It's co- like, mm. as his mother. And he just fires back, I'm not broken. Yeah, and, and like, that's, that's a really cool, heroic moment. Yeah, and that's his growth. That's his arc. And it was completely cut out of the original film. Fuck him. He doesn't need a growth. Doesn't need him. He's <laughs> a robot fine. man. He's a robot man. Look at this. Wonder Woman. Flash falling her boobs. Ha-ha! In that gas, <laughs> lad. <laughs> <laughs> Quip again, Flash. Quip again. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, then they have um, uh, Flash reverses time by five seconds. He gets there on time. They destroy the box. And Stephen Wolf is like, oh, shit. And they eventually, they basically kills Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf stands up, Aquaman pierces him through the back, then he flies him up in the air, Superman punches him, and then Wonder Woman chops off his head, and then he flies back through the portal and lands at Darkseid's feet, and then the the six of them just look through the portal like, if you want to come through, you're going to have to fuck with us, and then the portal just closes. Yeah, and like it's... It's it's like a cliffhanger, but it's also a... No, they won this fight, um, which they needed to as a team. Uh, I like how Aquaman doesn't waste any fucking time in just like impaling Steppenwolf. Just straight away. He doesn't give a shit. And And I think that's very in character. Yeah, it really is. And Wonder Woman immediately picks up on it and is like, oh, okay, I'm going to finish this. (laughs) Yeah. And so when they put him through, we have the dark side Thanos moment where he's just like, fine, I'll do it myself, which is to set up a sequel. What can you do? Yeah, and Um, he strides back through all his legions of parademons and all this. So they've saved they saved the world and uh, then we have the whole big montage of where you see all them where Flash is doing stuff and he's Film's going back to his dad and he, and he gets a job and then you have Wayne yeah, Manor and I don't think you can get a job in a crime lab without some degree 
just I would say even a one qualification and something. I don't think they're going to let you go into a crime scene of a murder just off a whim on voluntary work. No, just like ah, he's a good lad. He works hard. <laughs> let him let him look at the body. What can he find? <laughs> let, let him have a mess around with it. Sure, what harm? <laughs> and so um, yeah, then we have Wayne Manor and Bruce is going to do it all back up, and him and Diana are there, and they're going to set up a Justice League table with six chairs, but room for more. Yes. Um, he Bruce buys the the not only the farm so Clark can move back home, but he buys the bank that owned the farm, yeah. which is a Bruce Wayne move. It's an um, absolute flex. He could also like help out the Clark, the Kents, if they wanted. Like, let them fucking burn. Like, let them starve for he, months. And he's just like, <laughs> does Bruce Wayne technically now own Superman's land? He owns Superman. You know, he owns Superman. He owns Superman as a like, being. I literally brought you back to life. I gave you a home, and the only reason anyone you love is alive is because of me. So, when I say, we have an alien who's trying to destroy the world, you fucking turn up before I even say it, Clark. It's right? not like and another alien is just going to land at my feet and tell me all of his powers. <laughs> and so, then we have Lex Luthor. He's there with Deathstroke. Yeah. Um, we see Jesse Eisenberg, and um, he's like, Deathstroke turns up and he's like, this is just an extended scene of the scene we already had. Where he's kind of says, I know who Batman is, it's Bruce Wayne. And Deathstroke's like, let's drink to celebrate, because I'm going to fucking kill him. Setting up the Batman um, movie by itself with Ben Affleck, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen, exactly, which is sad. Um, poor Joe Manganiello. But mm. also, this whole... Looks uh, amazing. Look, looks great, looks really good. Mm. This whole um, epilogue section is... The nightmare scene. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it adds nothing. It doesn't nothing. need to be here. It, it doesn't. It feels like a fan film. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was watching it, and when Joker and Batman are talking, which, by the way, all the news reports are like, it's the best encounter of Batman and uh, uh, Joker ever. And no, I'm it's like, not. okay, but it looks like a fan made that movie. And just, like, shot together scenes of Ben Affleck and Jared Leto and put them together. Like that's what it feels like, and it, it doesn't add anything to the story we just saw, and it no. raises questions for a story that we will never get. So we have Mira, we've got Deathstroke, we've got Flash, who's half robot, we have Cyborg, and we've got Joker and Batman yeah. all together in the Nightmare World after Deathstroke won and Superman is evil. After Darkseid won, I think. And sorry, Darkseid won. And Superman is evil, apparently because Lo- Batman let Lois Lane die. Is that something that happened? I think so. I think that might be one of the keys. But Lois Lane originally was meant to be in a love triangle with Bruce Wayne as yeah, well in this film. Yeah, and there's a pregnancy test in the film and a whole other bunch yeah, of shit. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Uh, but like the actual conversation between Batman and the Joker um, that we see is the most... like base surface level interpretation of any relationship that Batman and the Joker have ever had in comics am I correct um, yeah they're literally just like I killed Robin don't you talk about Robin I killed Robin I'll kill you you won't kill me I will kill you you, you won't me. kill me <laughs> <laughs> and then he says like I will fucking kill you which is what he says Batman swearing makes Batman so much less intimidating 
I think Batman responds with, oh yeah, Harley Quinn died in my arms. Haha. I'm just kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with what either is of you? end goal here? Like, the, <laughs> this is a weird scene. Also, with the Robin that he killed, by the way. Yeah. Is, I think it's Dick Grayson in these. In this Dick universe. Grayson is the one that apparently, as far as I know, Dick Grayson is the one that's killed, yeah. So they didn't kill the Robin that canonically was killed by the Joker. They didn't kill the right Robin, no. They wanted to kill the one that brings happiness. Yeah, the one people like. <laughs> yeah, they, well, what's more Zack Snyder than killing the one character that jokes? Very true, very true. It's some kind of killing joke, Connor. <laughs> Don't you talk about Robin. I killed Robin, ha ha. No, stop it, right? Just You're so evil, Joker. God. Oh, you're the worst I, Joker. <laughs> you're the worst. Deathstroke's like, why did you bring him? I don't know, man. He's so bad. Yeah, why did you like bring him? him? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a terrible plan. Never bring him. What's he going to do? Turn on you immediately. At the first opportunity, he's going to turn on you. They make this weird uh, deal so that they won't kill each other while he holds a card or some shit. Yeah, he's like, you hold this card and I won't kill you. We'll hold a truce. I'm kind of like, okay, cool. I mean, I think it'd be a cool scene, but we don't, we're not getting a sequel. So, it doesn't who matter. Cares? Yeah. No. Um, and then you also have Martian Manhunter at the very, 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 very end of, the, of this epilogue. We've gotten through the four-hour film, Sean. Yeah. In under two, which I'm quite proud of us. I but, think he's um, done well. Uh, he, uh, Martian Manhunter is there and he's just kind of like, Hi, I can help. I'm really superpowered. And if you've heard of anything about Martian Manhunter, I've done a Hero Zero, he's basically just as powerful as Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so, would have been real helpful this like, whole time. Yeah. I'd, I would have really could have used you because I knew you were around, to be honest with you, because you were Martha Kent about two hours ago. Yeah, and we we all talk. We're all in a group chat. <laughs> yeah, we've got the WhatsApp group. And Martha's always like, I wasn't chatting to you, Lois, last week. And she was like, do you not remember that chat we had? So I assumed it was you. Like, And the thing is, as well, with, like, with the Martian Manhunter stuff, his whole rationale is just like, Oh, I've been hiding on this world for a while, but it's time I finally started fighting for it. And it's mm. like, you were there when, like, Zod attacked, when Doomsday was there. Like, yeah. there's been a bunch of things we could have used you for, Martian Manhunter. <laughs> and to be honest with you, like, he has the same arc then as Wonder Woman. Yeah, where it's just like... No, this is the this is your world because you chose it. Like that's the whole realization yeah. that they need there. Oh, so and I, this is just a setup to the sequel where we're going to have Martian Manhunter there, and any team with Manhunter and Wonder Woman and Superman immediately beats every other team that's ever existed. So there's no point. Um, but so Sean, that is actually the end of the Justice League. Um, My God, we're going to talk. Overview, Sean, what are some things you liked, some things you didn't like? What are your final thoughts? Right, okay, I like the addition of the cyborg stuff. Um, mm. That, I feel, is the most worthy thing that was put back into this film. Um, the I, As I said at the start, I don't like the aspect ratio. I, that took me out of it for some parts of the movie. The runtime, it's long and it's to its detriment, really. Because... Right. I did not, uh, like, once they had defeated Steppenwolf, I emotionally and mentally checked out that movie. Like, yes. anything that followed after that, I was just like, okay, I need 
credits so I can go start cooking dinner because I need to, I need this movie to be <laughs> it's done. It's been three hours and 45 minutes. It's been so long. So all of the epilogue stuff, it's fairly unnecessary. The whole story structure is weird to me. Okay. I don't think this film has a very clear beginning, middle and end because it begins about three times because of all the intros to the characters Mm. Um, then it's mostly middle up until I would say the last 15 minutes. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I will say that a lot of people have come down one or the side or the other the last week. They're kind of like, this is the best movie ever. Best you need to watch movie more movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the other one's like, this is the worst movie. This is just as bad as the original. I would be of the opinion. I feel like I like to pride up the two of us on that, we're not going to be judgment or like over the top in how we feel, right? Yeah. How I would how I would feel about this film is that this film is a lot more coherent and a lot better because it has all that extra time to give us all the bits in between Justice League. Now, because all the characters are more... I think every character in this part of Justice League, anyway, is very similar to the comic book counterpart or a million times closer, anyway. Right. Than the original Justice League. And I think that helps carry it for people that like those characters. And so you're immediately going to like this movie more. Because when you watch Aquaman, or you see Cyborg, or how Wonder Woman and, the ba- and Batman interact. Like, Batman in this is a lot more Batman, other than when he starts using a gun. Yeah. But up until that point, like, you can give it a pass. Because it's kind of like, that feels like your character. So, I feel like, if you had these same characters, but put them in a better film... You could have had a really fucking amazing film. Yeah. Do you like, know, like, what I was thinking watching it was, oh, I'd love a two and a half hour cut of this. Like, yeah, a two and a half hour cut, but with knowing the backstory that we do. Yeah, because if you can get rid of, you know, here's the, here, here, here's what happened in the last movie, and here's what everyone's been up to up until now. If you know that going in, that doesn't add anything necessarily. Mm. Um, so you can just kind of you you can summarize uh, those first that first half hour or an hour into maybe fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, I I think the 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 best part of this is as you said the cyborg. I think Flash is a lot more digestible. Yes, um, because there's a million less quips, and I felt like I didn't want him off the screen every time I seen him, which I think is a is a victory in itself. Yeah, um, a coherent story. I like a bit of. Of a story that makes sense in whatever world it's going to... Even if it's a dumb story, give me three boxes, they have to get to them. And the villain's, uh, the villain's plan makes sense as well, which ultimately helps the movie so much. Um, I think Steppenwolf falls off at the end, but up until that point, I could understand where he was coming from, and I could understand that they wanted the team together because they weren't strong enough by themselves to stop him, which is what you need for a team movie, because we can't beat him by ourselves. Well, maybe Superman could, but the rest of us can't beat him by ourselves. Yeah, like, it's sad, kind of, that this might be the last time we get to see a lot of these characters. Which, because now I'm kind of like, these characters are fun. (laughs) I like them. Yeah, like, and I would like to see where Batman goes from here and where Superman goes from here. What what I found about this movie as well, the Batman is quite good in it. I really like Bruce Wayne in this. Oh, Ben Affleck is amazing as Bruce Wayne. I think he's really, really great at this. Like, he carries himself really well and he has that air of, like, he knows what he's capable of. um, And he's not trying to prove anything. 
so I would love yeah, to and, see and even like say at the end he's kind of like every single scene that he's in the battlefield he's like you guys go ahead and I'll I'll like I have a machine or I have a big robot that'll help me like try and keep up with you but you're all super powered so go on yeah I'm just a regular man <laughs> Yeah, he's just like constantly ticking outside the box, which is very super, which is very Batman, I should say. Like, I think yeah, Batman's characters, Ben Affleck is really good in this movie. I think in the first one, it seems like he's asleep. Yeah. There are some scenes in this where he still feels a bit drowsy, but he's still br- he's bringing a lot more Ben Affleck than he did in the Joss Whedon one, which is what I prefer. And his and his Ben Affleck or his um, Bruce Wayne is a lot more likable. Yeah, like I, I, I think the Joss Whedon one. A lot of it is the reshoots, and I think he might have been a bit sick. Of it. And he had his own stuff going on at that time as well. Yeah. So, um, no, like all in all, I think it is. It's a better Justice League movie than Joss Whedon's version of Justice League was. Jesus, I think. Thank, yes, um, but it's too long. It's too long, and I means it's unenjoyable. It's more unenjoyable, um, because of the length of it. So you bring you bring the same ideas but cut out an hour. Yeah, trim the fat. No more people singing as Aquaman walks into the water. No. Uh, and even if you got rid of the scene where he's like, Batman, the big bat, Bruce Wayne, big Batman bat, Bruce Wayne, ha <laughs> he's Bruce Wayne. He's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, random singing lady, he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, there is, there is a whole bunch of stuff that feels unnecessary in it. All in all, I, I, I was very interested to see how this movie turned out. Um, I hope it doesn't set a precedent of a four-hour cut. Um, Please, God, no. I think if this maybe had been divided up into a series, it might have been more digestible. Yeah, four... Like, if you ended the first one on the battle on Timascara, and, like, Steppenwolf gets the box. Yeah. Second one, he gets the Amazon... He gets the Atlantean box. Third one is when they bring Superman back to life. Like, it's, it's structured already in the film itself... But you just do that in a four-part series, and it would be really, really good hour-long episodes. That's I think the thing. Be really good hour-long episodes, and like do it all at once. That people who want to binge it, binge it could. But if you want to just segment it up for yourself and do an hour and evening, yeah. it's more digestible and probably Isn't that more amazing, enjoyable. Though? Like you could do the same movie, but just cut it into hours or forty-five minutes a pop. Or 50 minutes of pop, which is very similar to most Netflix series. Yeah. And it becomes immediately, like, a million times better. Because we like these characters, but sitting down in one sitting just feels like a lot. When you're like, there's three hours left, there's two hours left, there's one hour left. This would be murder if in an actual cinema. Oh, yeah. There'd be no point at all. Like, you'd have to do an intermission. But, so, are you happy that this was made? Oh, that's a big question. Um, no. <laughs> I think is the answer. I think it is better though. It's a. Lo- I'm glad this is the last side of this world we'll get. That's fair. I wish, uh, like honestly, I wish the first one had been made better. Is how yeah, I think. I about agree. It. Um, maybe this sets the precedent that there will be less studio involvement. That this whole campaign on the internet doesn't have to happen again. Um, to it get- sets the involvement that I don't think Joss Whedon will be brought in ever again. Probably not. Superhero movies. Probably not for a multitude of reasons that we won't get into on the show. Because he's a bad bloke, but also because if you see this movie and the other movie, and you're kind of like, there was so much good stuff that you got rid of. Yeah. So I look out of Weetabix. Out of Weetabix. Out of Weetabix. Our standard rating system that we use on the show. I would give it maybe one Weetabix with skim milk. 
Oh, that's that's pretty good. I would go two Weetabix, mm. but like, no, actually, you know what I would go? Because uh, I'm a fan of Weetabix. Yeah. I would say this is in 17 Weetabix, and it's it's how I like Weetabix, but there's too much of it. And so right. I'm like, it's nice, and I like Weetabix, but I don't like them this much. <laughs> and I, I can see all the components are nice. But I don't want to be involved. Yeah, what it's it's like you're at the end of a conveyor belt with your mouth open in the Weetabix factory. Yeah, yeah. basically, you're like, hmm, Weetabix, mm, Weetabix. And after six, you're like, my God, I can't take another I'm, one. I, I could use a break from all these Weetabix guys. <laughs> so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's very special movie Monday's Justice League review. What a bumper review for a bumper movie. Thank you to anyone that made it to the end of this. Uh, you guys yeah. are the real OGs. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you to everyone who supports the show um, big thank you has to go to our patrons over on Patreon who continually support the show every single week and month um, and we also have a fun game where I'll read anything that they tell me to uh, so big thank you goes and Connor I think I have all the updated names um, but if I get to one and it's wrong and you know it shout them out to me yeah um so big thank you goes out to waffles now this is a story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right tea and that's where patreon stops you uh, from writing too long of a name <laughs> so waffles you're an absolute devil for that one <laughs> thank you also to kira lawler david clark ed ball joe snyder cut my hair bernie Raymond, you'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel ging. Uh, Roisin, Robbie Williams, CGI monkey enthusiast, Halley. Ryan Satron, paint, Evanson. Sean's fear for a head, Jameson. Dominic, Josiah, Florida gal, Green. Anna, here for the word count. Why did the Florida chicken cross the road? Probably not to get freaked out in a glass shop, Helm Roos. And Lil Dicky, what's your stance on corned beef and cabbage McGrew? <laughs> corned beef and cabbage, you can't have it. Absolute have to have ham. That's a disgrace to cabbage. <laughs> and and ham. And ham. Include ham in your meal choices, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone to support us over on Patreon. There is a link to do that in the description if you want to. There's also a link to our merch shop um, down there as well, so you can get t-shirts and mugs and hoodies and all that. We are on Twitter, at Heroes for Hire. Pod the 4 is the number 4. Facebook, we have Detective Divilman's discussion group. Um, we'd absolutely love there to hear your guys' thoughts on Snyder Cut. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, we're like it's 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 a very non-confrontational place. You're not going to be mm. shouted at if you like it, and I didn't. Um, wink. Um, you can also follow us there on Instagram. Here's for Hire podcast or email any questions or queries to Here's for Hire underscore at Outlook dot com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think that's it. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.